<laughs> I had a lot to do with Occupy in London. Um, when Occupy was launched in London, it was launched internationally on the same day. I, I was in Berlin. I've rarely gone to Europe for 16 years. But, um, some Australian friends at a rock band called Lovers Electric and they had a free apartment and they were about to come back to London. So I thought if I don't go now to Berlin, I won't get a free accommodation. So <laughs> in London, I think it was about 3,000 people appeared that day. The Stock Exchange is located right next to St Paul's Cathedral. It's a very historic tourist attraction. And it cost shading quid to get in there, I think. Um, and so their plan was to gather at St Paul's and then go 40 metres, 30 metres, not across the road, just from Walkland, uh, and occupy the Stock Exchange. Now, the London Met <coughs> are quite skilled at kettling. And I was at the first time Kathleen was ever used, Mayday Monopoly in 2000. And that's where they, and it's a bit like stress positions. And that's where they detain you without charge. And Mayday Monopoly, we actually started at uh, one of our people's in Belmarsh Prison, where Julian was intended to go. Uh, it's connected by underground tunnel to Woolwich Courts. And so we did a just visit. The great train robber was also in Belmarsh. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, our, our guy was in with him. He was in with a guy who was falsely convicted of killing Jill Dando. He was in population with him. But that's where they had provisional IRA with special segregation units, sensory deprivation. That's where they had burned out Devlin's daughter when she was pregnant. The only woman. She was, she was supposed to give birth, cha- handcuffed. It's a big campaign. So we got her moved to Holloway, and they deployed 30 female screws from Category A Durham. Holloway's not Category A. So this day, made at Monopoly, we start just visiting, like on the Monopoly board, and four types of cops turned up. And um, then we went into town, and it was like a ghost town. Went to the MOD and vigil there. It was just journalists and cops. And then things were supposed to kick off 3.30, um, where all the shops are. And the trots, I think, kicked off early to offer us revolutionary leadership. So we were being punctual, got there too late to be kettled. And the people held in that kettle were held up to eight or nine hours. There were German tourists who weren't part of the demonstration showing their plane tickets, trying to get out, couldn't get out. People pissing themselves, of course, which is all part of the plan. Um, the cops could go down and piss in the subway. Um, and with stress positions in Kettling, if you're getting bashed, and I've been bashed in custody, and I've been sexually assaulted in custody, uh, you blame the person assaulting you, and you kind of your energy is going out. You're put in a stress position or you put in a kettle, you start blaming your physical fitness, your bladder, your bowels. So it's kind of bringing all that energy back towards you. It's very well thought. These people have the best and the brightest thinking this out. They'll sit down and work out, how do we break a Muslim? Sit down and work out, how do we break an Irish Catholic? How do we break an anarchist? All different ways to break them. Um, <clears throat> so they had them kettled. Uh, Julian Assange was there, he came in an anonymous mask and gave a speech which is good because Julian's been quite reclusive, understandably, and um, he was very well received. Um, and then uh, I was still in Berlin at the stage, and people set up the tents reluctantly in the cathedral. No, first the cops then make a move on the people. And Giles Fraser, who was second in charge of the cathedral, came out and chased, chased the cops away, saying they're got sanctuary of the church, uh, don't use violence to remove them. <clears throat> and then there was a split in the Anglican church. Now, the Stock Exchange and St Paul's is located in the City of London, not in Westminster. The City of London is this amazing place. It's like they have ethnically cleansed anyone from living there. Uh, they've got a strategy of keeping the homeless out of there. 
and the people are appointed to the council. They're not elected. People who are elected don't live there either. So this complaint that we're all ringing, everyone's ringing. <coughs> um, the people, much to my surprise, after having been around the anarchist scene in England and Australia, and it's unnecessary anti-Christian, anti-faith shite. I can understand Australia because most leftists are ex-Catholics. Um, but to me, how people come to terms with the question, what am I doing here in the fucking first place, which is why do I exist? And the question of mortality, I'm not going to be here for long, is really their own space. You know, We don't really need an anarchist inquisition. Um, so they had the wisdom to fight back against the state church with the words of Jesus. And they put up banners not saying you're all a bunch of pedophiles, put up banners with what would Jesus do? And scriptural quotes aimed at the church. The church. That caused a split. And um, the head of the church closed the cathedral for the first time since the Blitz. So this was these hippies were the equivalent of the German Luftwaffe. And uh, he said it was a health and safety issue, which of course was ridiculous. And the camp were quite disciplined. They were willing to move the tents around, create fire escapes. They were willing to listen and amend their actions. And then it just stayed there and um, it was quite an interesting place. It became um, very similar, people said, to like a medieval kind of city square. People on their way to work about their business would stop and talk politics. You know, I mean, they, those places are very rare. And then different people came down, different celebrities to endorse it. Uh, Michael Fronte came and played a few songs. The guy who wrote V for Vendetta, very shy guy, came and was asked about you know his character coming to life with its masks. How did they stay warm? Did they light a fire? No, no fires. <clears throat> um, I mean, some of these people have decades of a scant of living out, you know, at motorway protests, at, um, and there's not a climate conducive to this, you know, England and. Uh, there were then problems with addicts and drunks that in New York the cops specifically directed there and kind of opportunism. They were getting hit every day by the Evening Standard uh, free giveaway newspaper uh, that Ian Tomlinson had been handing out before he was killed by the London Met at the G20 protest I was at. Um, and he wasn't part of the protest, he was just on his way home to a homeless shelter. Ironically, his killing, police killing, is unveiled by a New York banker on holidays, not an anti-capitalist protester. He films his killing and sends it to the Guardian. Um, now, it, they had a tent university and a library, and I spoke there on a couple of occasions. My, I went to hear Michael Randall, the great lawyer from New York, who defends uh, is active around Guantanamo and also active with Julian. Um, Andy DeFranco played there. Um, then one night it was quite, it was very quiet, and I saw hardly anyone there. And I saw this guy in an immaculate white suit with pointed shoes and a huge blonde quiff, and that was Reverend Billy from the Church of Non Shopping, who is very active in Occupy New York, and he is hilarious. Like, he's not a Christian; he's a street performer from San Francisco. He lands in New York, he walks around Times Square, and says, "Who's speaking out publicly here? It's the preachers, the street preachers." So he creates this character called Reverend Billy against consumerism, and he, a left-wing priest, gave him church space and gave him really good theology to read. So he understands his theology, even though he's not faith-based. So he has a full gospel choir in New York, and he goes into shopping malls with his full gospel choir, sings anti-shopping songs, 
but also does exorcisms on cash registers. And I really advise people to go Google him. It's a great film done just before Christmas against consumerism, which ends in Disneyland. And they're getting chased around, and it's very, very funny. And uh, I, he was on a mobile at the time, and I was, he's one of my heroes. So I was following him around while he was on his mobile, and as soon as he hung up, I went, Karen O'Reilly, mate, from Australia, I really love your work. And we talked about mutual friends we have in New York, Berrigan's a Catholic worker. And um, there were Native Americans from Canada about not fracking, the other thing they do, um, about the destruction of their land. So campaigns that were going on, like they were speaking to all these Native Americans, they just book them into the tent university. You'd advertise, you'd go down. Um, ben Griffin, the war veteran, a friend of mine spoke there. There were a number of other homeless veterans there. Uh, we used it as a launch pad. We, we'd go down often with our free Assange, free Manning, stand there. I'd do soapbox speaking there. And on Remembrance Day, we had a number of veterans, including a World War II veteran, Jim Bradford, a great singer. Google him, he's got a great, great voice. He's 80-something. And we left from there on Memorial Day, where the official Memorial Day was going to happen, and walked down to the Bank of England and made the connection between who finances the wars, who profits from the wars. And um, that was one of the first radical Memorial Day events for many years, I think. It was great. It was a great space, and other groups came and used as a launch pad. And I really think that it's a very different phenomenon in the United States. It's a real movement in the States involving very broad-based people and trade unionists and... It never had that broad base in England. It was more a media phenomenon, and what helped it was the Guardian, who were attacking Assange, gave it oxygen. It was great, and and I remember I spoke there. If you go to LondonCatholicWorker.org, you'll see my speech called Sermon on the Steps, where all these radical Christians and faith-based people went down to do a preaching thing there, and, and that's where I kind of put my position at the time. And what resonated with us as Catholic workers is our experimenting with the themes we experiment with community life, which is always a drama. Always got to forgive and be forgiven. They were engaging the poor. They weren't chasing them away. They were feeding people. They were trying to chill them out. And resistance, non-violent resistance. So they hit the three bases that we hit. And uh, so we put, especially when they're under threat, we were there every day. A second encampment happened, but that was in a different council area that was more sympathetic. That might still be going. Finsbury Park. Yep.